Hello, and welcome to episode three of Desi Books, news and views about Desi literature from the world over. I'm your host, Jenny Bat. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first listen to this podcast, Desi includes, for our purposes here, South Asian countries like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bhutan, Afghanistan, and the Maldives. And, of course, their globally scattered diaspora. In today's shorter episode, there are no interviews or guests, but here's the usual roundup of new notable Desi books, short stories, poems, essays, events, awards, and more. So settle in for a listen, and the full transcript with all the links, will be up within 24 hours as well. As we get into episode three, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has tuned in and emailed or tweeted their support for this new podcast. Ventures like this are never easy because they take time and effort, and most of us do them unpaid. As I've mentioned before, I hope to bring on co-hosts to represent various South Asian countries and writing genres over time. But I won't ask people to work for free, so we'll see how things go with growing the listener base enough to get some decent sponsors. If you'd like to see this podcast grow with more topics being covered by different literary experts, please continue to share it. Once we reach a certain critical mass, there should be some interest from sponsors. I hope. Thank you. Let's start with a few notable new books for April. Please refer to episodes one and two to check out the earlier April books mentioned and linked. And if you're a Desi writer and have a book coming out, you can always tweet or email the Desi Books accounts. Um, I'll mention the links at the end. Passages West is a new novel from Rishi Reddy out on April 21st. It's a historical family saga about Indian immigrants in California. Reddy's first book was a short story collection, which won the 2008 L.L. Winship Penn New England Award for Fiction. And this novel has already been getting good advance praise. Bishak Soam's graphic short story collection, Apsara Engine, is worth checking out. NPR says that Soam's imagination is science fiction-y without being particularly technological, mythic without being particularly traditional, and humanistic without cherishing any particular assumptions about where we, as a species, are headed. You might classify these comics as literary, but Soam's approach to storytelling is as uncanny as her style and themes. Sorry, I just had to read that out because it sounds very intriguing. There's also an interesting interview with Soam at the Rumpus 
which I'll link in the transcript. Here's another new work of historical fiction. Karin Tanabe's um, A Hundred Sons. It's set in 1930s Indochina and has a thriller-like plot about the French occupation. It's um, had a lot of buzz across many big-name venues, and Washington Post uh, says it has a cinematic quality. Next, we've got Maya Shanbarg-Lang. She has a memoir coming out this month. It's called What We Carry. She discussed it in a Lit Hub interview, which I'll link in the transcript. And the book is about mothers and daughters, immigration, Alzheimer's, and more. Again, don't forget to check out episodes one and two for other notable new books out this month. Here are some notable poems and essays from literary magazines and websites. I know I'm not getting them all every week, so if you do know of new stories or poems or essays by South Asian writers, please share them by tagging the at Desi Books Twitter account. Thank you. First up, we've got Sonnet Mondal. He has a set of poems self-translated into English from Bengali over at Words Without Borders. And these are about the Indian lockdown uh, and its possible aftermath. Sumana Roy has a meditative essay about being a provincial reader over at LA Review of Books. It's sort of um, bibliomemoirish because it's part personal essay, part literary criticism, and part history. Meghna Rao has an essay at Zora magazine about people getting married on Zoom during COVID-19. Uh, she features three virtual marriages and how they happened. Interesting stuff. Ingrid Persaud, whose new novel, Love After Love, I'd mentioned um, last week, has a list of her top 10 novels about unconventional families up at The Guardian. Aruni Kashyap writes at the Indian Express about how he, as an Indian immigrant in the US, is coping with self-isolation. And Rue Freeman writes at LitHub about the responsibilities of writing workshops and the role of instructors and professors. Lastly, just a couple of tiny plugs for two of my works. First, for my monthly short stories column at Pop Matters, I wrote about five short stories by Anton Chekhov, Catherine Mansfield, Bharti Mukherjee, Anthony Dore, and Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. These explore isolation, solitude, and loneliness pathologies from the perspectives of different lives and cultures. Almost all of them have had solitude or loneliness thrust upon them and not due to any pandemic-like situations and they're trying to cope as best they can. You can read all the stories online for free and um, some notes from me on each in the column. I also wrote a brief 
craft essay on how to use images as writing prompts for writing workshops Dallas, where I'll be teaching an advanced fiction workshop starting in June. Now let's get to some literary interviews, awards and events. Sejal Shah was interviewed at Publishers Weekly about her upcoming essay collection, This Is One Way to Dance. Um, it will be out in June. Amir Srinivasan shared her favorite scholarly books of the decade at the Chronicle of Higher Education. Sopan Deb, whose memoir Mistranslations was mentioned in last week's episode, has two interviews up at NPR and at Literary Hub. And Bilal Qureshi has a new podcast called Lockdown Diaries, where he's interviewing writers like Arundhati Roy and this past week, Thaddeus. Jafreen Uddin, the new executive director at the Asian American Writers Workshop, was interviewed at Poets and Writers. And moving on to awards, the UK-based Chalak Prize announced their 2020 shortlist for Book of the Year by a writer of color. And Romesh Gunasekara's latest novel, Suncatcher, is on it. The Royal Society of Literature announced their 2020 shortlist for the Ondaatje Prize. And Tishani Doshi's latest novel, Small Days and Nights, is on it. Moving to events, uh, in an earlier episode, I'd mentioned how the Jaipur Literary Festival is doing an online edition called Brave New World. They've also now partnered with Penguin Random House India for another online initiative. This is called Hashtag Read for Resilience, and it also involves author interviews on Twitter Live. This is a new and likely infrequent segment with calls or requests for information or submissions on topics related to South Asia. Anar Parikh, who teaches at Brown University, is looking for recorded mini lectures from um, scholars or academics or experts for her online class this summer. She's looking to highlight scholarship about South Asian diaspora that moves the focus away from India, Savarna Hindus, and the US diaspora. You can reach her via Twitter, and I'll link to that in the transcript, or you can Google for her university contact information. As I said, she's at Brown. <laughs> You've been listening to episode three of Thaisi Books, news and views about Thaisi literature from the world over. More soon in episode four. Tune in next week. And don't forget to follow on Twitter at Thaisi Books 
and tag the account if you have requests or suggestions. You can also email at hellodesibooks at gmail.com. Stay healthy, keep reading, and write well.